Come to Podcast for All Mankind. This is NASA Vending Machine, and I am Dan Morin, and I am joined, as I have been for this entire season, by my fellow cosmonaut, astronaut. Is there a word for a North Korean astronaut? I guess we'll find out. Uh, uh, Jason Snell. Hi, Jason. Hi there, Dan. Um, well, it's it's come to this, a super-sized finale of season three of For All Mankind. So much to talk about. So, so much many to things talk about. go on here. And let me, let me answer- ask you, what did you, th- <laughs> what did you think was the uh, right amount of Korean to have in this show? Did you think it, we had too little Korean like uh, language content so okay. far? Because I can fix that for you. We can fix that. I, I loved, I loved all of that. And um, I, I just wanted to say before we get started, um, nothing like for all mankind ending with a glimpse <laughs> of the future that is a musical drop. <laughs> and so last time. We had some grunge, and this time we get some Radiohead to mm. take us into the 21st century, which I really love. But yes, the opening scene of this is February 8th, 1995. It is, okay, I didn't mention it last time, uh, but I had the, that cliffhanger where there's a Korean astronaut on the surface of Mars. Was and you one find of those- thinking... How long has he been there? Well, yeah, and 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 one of those thoughts I had is this is like a lost level twist. <laughs> I did not know how much of a lost level twist it was because this episode really is I mean there are a lot of references in this episode I think, but the lost reference here at the top and for those who have not watched Lost, I guess spoilers for a show that's been off the air for a long time now, but um a, a <laughs> they find a guy who's been living on the island uh, for a long time by himself who nobody knew was there and we get that same thing here which is uh, they, they we find the guy but we see him they come in the one guy dies he buries the body uh, he keeps radioing in but there's no answer he's eating canned food again very much like Desmond on Lost uh, mm-hmm. he's working on the antenna falls off the spacecraft um, there's he he makes a smiley face in the sand, which I think has got to be a Watchmen reference. The tape mm. player runs out of battery and plays the music really slow, which is totally an Apollo 13 reference. He keeps staring at a wooden box. What do you think is in yeah. it? We already saw. Oh, we we already knew the gun. It's yep. going to be yes. a gun. And he keeps looking at a photo of a woman who's obviously his wife or girlfriend, and he's very sad. And he goes outside with the photo and the gun. Strong implication going to be he's probably going to kill himself. And guess what he sees? A big rover headed for him. Big rover. And that's the whole scene, which I just, I loved it. I love that he keeps trying to radio in. I love that he keeps trying to do his job. He's getting samples, like science samples and stuff like that, even though, like, there's no, like... No one's listening. No, I mean, and also, what was their plan? Like... I mean, did you was your inference from this as mine was that they just didn't care? They yeah. assumed that he was dead, and they were like, "Yeah, whatever." You know, got to break some eggs. Yeah, I <laughs> like, think I, I think that was it. Is that North Korea was going to send a couple of heroes to the surface of Mars and be there first, and they didn't have a plan to get him back, and it didn't matter because that was not right. Because as were. we hear later, like they they kind of. You know, NASA is very dismissive. Like they can't even get satellites into orbit. Like, how do we? How do they get people to yeah. Mars? Uh, which is a good question. But if, a reminder that, like, you know, especially coming from the sci-fi world of Star Trek, where it's like, oh, everyone's got sensors and they can detect things. Uh, they, they can no. just shoot a probe out there. They can shoot a probe out there. Nobody would know. It's fine. No, and in this case, it's very much like they just assumed that there was a uh, probe going to going to Mars, not that there were going to be people on board. Right. And our friend, yeah. the North Korean astronaut. 
holds them at gunpoint. Um, they do the in, math in, and realize I, I, that he was the first man on Mars. First. Yeah. What a great moment. Uh, what a great I moment. love that they both start cracking up and it's like while they're being held at gunpoint, especially I really enjoy what they have done with the Russian commander after his, you know, being a jerk very early on. Right. He's come around again. We talked about this last week, right? Like they're all in this together. They are, you know, more similarities than differences. He and Danielle have just, you know, got sort of a grudging respect and friendship going on. And I love that they're just both cracking up, like remembering like we we, we were pushing each other down the yeah. ramp to get there. And nope, it was totally irrelevant. That whole thing was dumb. This and guy. I enjoyed that that scene also truncates with basically the two of them handling it in the exact way that you expect them to, which is Danielle trying to communicate by drawing things in the sand and the Russian going like, great, you've distracted him. Let me pull out his air hose. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a great little moment. She's trying. Oh, well, first he suggests, look, we could just rush him and he can only he can shoot, only one, shoot of us. one of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but then she's like, geez, man. And she puts it back on. Um, but like they got the gun and they're they're gonna like I, they're like we I also and then you cut to the, we're headed back and it's like yeah we got this we got a random astronaut zip tied in the back of the rover now. <laughs> well, I also enjoy what? that they bury the gun on Mars and put it like a tire iron to mark it. And I thought to myself, this is how we get so many lightsabers buried on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. People just go around burying weapons. It's really things. easy burying things in the sand. Um, yeah, hey. in Washington, the Ellen story continues with as we might expect. Her hardcore fundamentalist conservative right wing uh, vice president it, comes in and says, "Hey, the Republicans want to impeach you, um, so you should resign and let me be president." And she's like, "Uh, right." And he says, "Oh, Mars has been a disaster." Uh, and and uh, here's a, a little detail that I really liked is he says, "Mars has been a disaster," and his two examples are the gay astronaut who came out and yep. the lady who had a love That's child. A baby. And then also the deaths, he says, third also is the, the third thir- third also, on his yeah. list. And I thought, this, well, that says it has, all about this guy. Uh, yeah, I, I, this scene has the exchange that I feel like was a little bit softballed towards all of us. Oh, yeah. Which is his, I won't allow you to destroy the Republican Party, to which Ellen replies, maybe it needs a little destroying. A little destroying. <laughs> I, think, I think her political calculus in that moment, too, is like, uh, you're not going to get you're not going to get all the Republicans and all the Democrats to impeach me. Yeah, two thirds. Um, yeah, you're, right. you're not you're not going to be able to do it. He's like, ah, but you should do this for the party. And she's like, yeah, maybe not, maybe not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's the uh, and she ends up later on a call with uh Gorbachev, with Gorbachev where Gorbachev is like, I I could talk to North <laughs> Korea. I'll do, I'll do that. But you're in yeah. boy, you're in a pickle. There's a saying: I ran from the wolf and ran wolf into and a bear. Into the and bear. she's <laughs> like, yep, that's about right. Thanks, Mikhail. Bye. <laughs> it's yeah. just a I enjoyed great, that. Great little moment. Like, who but else, I, yeah. I mean, I love that moment too because it's like, who else do you talk to about these kinds of problems, right? Who else is going to get it? Just the other world leaders who are in these same sort of precarious positions you are. I love, I love that sort of equalizing factor of it. It's like, yeah, I mean, who do I talk to? I can't. I don't, my vice president, nope, don't like him. Uh, my husband is basically gone. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's Mikhail Gorbachev. Yeah, and then I mean the other scene we really get from Ellen is at the very end of the episode where she goes to Pam's house, and the question that is said is the one that we're all asking, which is, "Well, what do we do now?" And Pam's like, "Well, come in, close the door, and that's all we know about what's up with President Ellen." But I, I guess we'll find out in another eight years season or season four. Yeah. Um, okay. So again i think i think one of my great theories of this season has been proven right which is that they couldn't get the actor who plays wayne and the actor who plays molly sonia walter 
I don't know the name of the actor who plays Wayne on the uh, on the same day. So Molly has some scenes and Wayne has a scene, but they're never together, which is a bummer. But I I expect that it's the only real explanation for this. So and this is the first time we've seen Molly since episode whenever she gets fired. Basically. Yeah, episode three, two, three. Yeah. Um, and so we seen Wayne and he talked about what Molly is doing and that she's painting and we see her painting here, but, um, uh, this is Karen going over to see Wayne and there's a whole like Wayne stuck in a school thing. Again, I feel like there were some scheduling issues at work here, uh, availability for these well, two and, actors. And you wanted to lead into Molly does have a, sure. a sort of a triumphant entrance later in the episode. So you kind of want to tee that up a little bit too. Yeah, it seems I just, like. But yeah, it does feel a little awkward. They're a married couple and we never see them together and it's weird. And I think it's, I think that that must be the reason. So I get why, why Molly's being deployed here, but it just feels kind of wrong um, that they don't get mm-hmm. a scene mm-hmm. together. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I love, I love um, uh, in this scene, it's the, um, well, I feel guilty about it. And it's like, well, do you want it? And it's like, well, that's not the point. She's like, yeah, no, it is the point. You gotta be selfish. You know, I, I'm selfish. <laughs> when they offered me Gordo's flight, uh, do you think I, I was like, oh, I don't know. She's like, no, I just, I, I just said it. yes. Yeah. Be Find selfish. Feel selfish. People change the world. You gotta take the job. Love it. Yeah. I, I Molly. Like it. It's just on brand Molly advice. And I think in some ways, what's nice about that too is like you could have Wayne there and you could have done that scene with Wayne but at the same time having her I love that the two of them despite the fact that they've known each other for a super long time uh, they're awkward around each other right like later on there's a bit uh, in Mission Control right where they're talking and uh, uh, Molly says something about she was a barnstormer yes and Karen's like yeah, I could see it. Of course, she <laughs> you was know, a like, stormer. Of course, right? I mean, I kind of enjoy that these are two people who are right. they've never really been friends. You know, it's her, her friend's spouse, even though they kind of move in the same circles and their spouses were friends, well, etc. But like, it's awkward, but it's nice. It's because it, it, it allows for a sort of a bluntness that Wayne necessarily mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily convey in the same way. Yeah, the other um, other stuff with Karen here is. Um, with her taking over, you get ended up with the, so there's the, the scene where Dev wants to talk to Karen, um, where he does a, how you holding up? Cause you know, Kelly is in distress and, and so that's a, that's a, she should be concerned about that. But it's like, really Dev is like, I got some ideas. I, I've got to, I'm going to work on this. And, and Karen's like, look, Dev, <laughs> I, 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 I'm afraid we're going to have to let you go. <laughs> yeah. I, I took the board did approach somebody. They approached me. Um, and I love that in this moment, he says, I should never have broken from our core collective principles. Yeah. <laughs> and Karen's like, please, this is about you and your erratic behavior, your decision making, your inability to adjust. All of these things are true. Yeah. Um, Deb, you're, you're full of crap. Yeah. Right. And, and you're which the is only not person say- who does not know this. <laughs> Yeah, and he gives it to her hard, and you know this was the thing that Molly said is like you know you're gonna yeah sure you don't want to be seen as the bad guy, but you should still do it. <laughs> like you, you, you it, still it also to do it. leads to what I think is my it's a little cheesy, but my favorite scene in this episode, oh. one of my favorite scenes, where Dev's like, "Come on," and he does the Steve Jobs he, thing, right? We bring, talked about this last week. He's like, "I'm gonna talk bring it in. everybody into this." He says, "Bring it in. Idea. Let's bring it in." You know, we should we they think they think we should turn our eyes away from Mars and, and find the money. But Helios is just a name on a building. We're more than a name. Uh, we'll double start down over. And Karen yeah, goes, well, "Yeah, uh, you're gonna pay. Yeah, him? How are you gonna pay everybody?" <laughs> and and the thing is, I, I get the impression that Dev probably has access to a lot of money, um, but 
he do, what he doesn't do is say, I'll pay you out of my pocket. Exactly, he says, which uh, is exactly what um, he could have done. Uh, right. And she's like, you know, and yeah, and what about guy, our stock options? Stock options. Yeah, that made me laugh. The one, the guy said, well, what about our what, stock options? What I was laughing about is because Dev is doing the Jerry Maguire speech, essentially. And I did right. have a, a chuckle when I thought all he really needs is one person to leave with a house plant and a fishbowl. And then this is all going to work great for Dev. And maybe that happened off. My headcanon is that there was somebody who left with him. And I was like, yeah, but, I'm going with you, Dev. But, he, he, but yeah. He literally slinks off at the end there yeah. as everybody is like arguing and whatever. And he's just like, I'm just going to go. Yeah, well, he's preying on their <laughs> idealism. But the fact is, like, he is not, again, he's not offering his money. He's, he's not, not going to cash out his stock. Yeah. He's not. He's just like, join me. And I, I love that complexity because that, that's the billionaire who wants your complete loyalty but won't, but will um, not even give you a raise kind of thing right. and yep. honestly that's a little steve jobs in there too right which is like well no, well, no you got to be bu- you got to be with the program but like oh no i'm not giving you my stuff no that's not yeah and, and the same scene we have that uh actually the troublemaker woman who was in the uh scene where they override right. who's like well it's easy for you you're rich right yeah <laughs> of course we all know and are thinking yeah Yep, uh, Dev's loaded, and like you said, he's not offering to well, share that with anybody. So much for the collection. And I think the, the other, other way to approach it would be, look, I've got some, you know, if, if they didn't want this, they wanted to give him his comeuppance here, and it's fun. It's a fun scene. But, like, the other way to do this is I got investors who are who are impressed with what we've done. I've got my own money in the game. This new thing is going to be just based on me and 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 our collective ideals, BS, whatever that is. He could probably make the case there, but that's not the case he makes, right? He, the case he makes is just come with me and we'll make some stuff up and figure it out. With me. And they're like, and you. yeah. And they're like, uh, it's a world of pure imagination. I lose Jason. all my stock options if I go with you. And these guys are going to not let us not go bankrupt and actually make money. So my stock options will be worth more. And, you're going to pay me $100,000? And it's like, well, no. Okay, well, bye, Sorry. Dev. See you later. Um, and that that is uh, Dev. Yeah, that's that's Dev's I, like I'm uh, curious to see moment. if Dev is, is, I mean, my guess is he maybe pops up in like an episode next season where we're like, remember yeah. Dev? But I don't think he's, uh, I don't think he's main character material anymore is my guess. Yeah, I I, I do wonder if we'll get a, 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 an older and wiser dev who has commercialized Mars in ways that other because here, here's the thing he's not wrong he's basically saying look there's a huge opportunity on Mars and they're like look we would rather how many businesses are like this it's like you want us to spend money on take a risk on something that may or may not have a return and he's like but there's water we could do this it's like yeah but helium 3 it's just That's, it's just a it's profit just to be yeah. made. Why would we not do this? And a lot of businesses do that. They're really stupid because they're so focused on their one thing that which will make them money, but that they're they're refusing to spend money on another thing that could make them even more money. So it wouldn't I wouldn't bet against dev reappearing in season 4 or at least in in passing as being a guy who made the commercialization of, you know, Mars colonization a thing. Right, because he he believes in that, and I think uh, Helios is is probably like I don't want them. You know, I'm on the board. I don't want them to go out of business, and yet also you're missing a huge opportunity. He's not wrong. He's like, there's water there. We can do this. He has a complete vision for it, but they're not interested in in that. Yeah. Also, vision. to uh, not to not to skip also, to the end, died. but yeah, they're gonna need a new CEO. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just spoil. Yes, they're they're gonna they are gonna have uh, some leadership uh, challenges later. Um, okay, uh, Kelly 
is still in danger and they need to deliver the baby because and the fetus is going to be premature so we pretty much have to take the very I've pregnant lady I've got some lady. questions about about this part of the plot I'm not sure that somebody with high blood pressure and a baby could really be launched at multiple G's into space quite honestly on the outside too I mean I don't know does that make uh, a difference seems bad uh, well, I mean, it's similar to The Martian. I think one thing that they have to do here is try to not just do the plot of The Martian, which they could do. Right, yeah. and they're trying to steer away from that. But one of the things that happens in The Martian is literally they take everything off, including like the roof, because it doesn't really matter because the, the the atmosphere is there's so thin atmosphere. that right. it doesn't it doesn't matter. But I, I do love there's that moment late in the episode where uh, Kelly says, I am questioning my career choices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so good. So good because they're going to have to get Kelly out of there. Um, and the rest of the episode is sort of motivated by that. Um, our, uh, our Roscosmos lady comes to Margo and says, we have an asset inside the Justice Department, more spycraft. Uh, mm. They have alerted us you're being investigated by the FBI, and it's Alita who turned you in. Um, but I can help you. She says, I've seen how you help people. Well, that ends that issue. She's not going to sure. be helped by the Soviets. Margo isn't. She's going to just... I had to wonder in this scene whether... Lenora, I think her name is, uh, is messing with her a little bit because Alita sort of turned her in, but not really. No. She's not cooperating as yeah. far as we know. So that yeah. seems like a way to be like, you're isolated. It's Even a manipulation. Your right. Even your sure. protege is turned on you and you are you are screwed. You need to you need to get out of here. Oh yeah. 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 I think I think for sure. Um so back on Mars, I'm I'm gonna go a little more linear now because having taken some of the other parts out, there's really these two main strands left in this episode. Um, they have to cut weight. It's again a Martian kind of thing. And the, there's that moment where they're like, Well, we are the weight. We can stay behind, we can ration, we can grow some plants. Uh, we have to wait a year and a half. Um, Danny is the first one to raise his hand and say, I, I will stay, because we know Danny is super guilty about what happened, and so he's gonna stay behind. Everybody else raises their hands too, and they're like, Well, we're staying. Happy Valley out. <laughs> and they're like, okay. <laughs> um, and so they are, and then we get like they're doing the calculations and they're trying to figure it out. Um, and Alita is distracted, and Margot pulls her out and says, Look, I know all about it. I'm sorry you got pulled into this. Um, and she said, Why'd you do it? She's like, we'll talk later. And I thought, tell you later. never happens in a season finale. Nope. When they say we'll talk later, they're not going to talk later. And that's that's nope. true. Um, but they end up with the bright idea of like, they could use the PMU from Sojourner, which is basically like a um, a, a jet that you can use as a, as a free-floating astronaut in space. They can, when they get her up there high enough, she can use the PMU for a final bit of thrust to get over to, to Phoenix and turn the pregnant lady into a rocket. Um, meanwhile, Ed is going to be the pilot of this ridiculous mission and uh, probably die, but maybe not. She, Molly um, talks to enters, enters the control room, as you mentioned earlier, to applause. Where's the queen of darkness, she asks. Uh, Ed, Ed wanted uh, somebody who has had their ass on the line before, she says. And so she gives him that advice, uh, which is watch the horizon and you've got about one second leeway to make the right decision versus the wrong decision, which is really great. It's like, you'll probably die, but maybe not, uh, which is exactly the amount of tension you want uh, in this scene. Um, it feels I, I enjoyed having Molly back on the scene. I liked yeah. her little, her little, uh, you know, just <laughs> her her. Re- Margot even seems not entirely sad to have her back, which I kind of enjoyed. 
right? Like she's like she kind of has a little smile on her face at one point, like, yeah, I know. You know, we had our differences or whatever, but I yeah. still, you know, we we've known each other a long time. Sure. Sure, for sure. So. There's a, there's some respect there, uh, despite the fact that they're kind of enemies. Um, so, in a point that I really love, because it's supposed to be that they had to drive far away, Danielle is finally coming back uh, with a Korean. Ed was in Korea. He actually yes, knows a little I, Korean. I love that moment. Which is so good. Because it, it's so good because it, you have that moment where you're like, it, the, the trope in this would be like, of course, the guy speaks a little English because it's English, right? But it's like, that's no, North Korea. They don't, they don't care about no. English, right? And of course, also, Ed, love the guy, kind of a, a bag of rocks about a lot of things. Uh-huh. <laughs> the last guy you expect, you're thinking, oh, the Russians, maybe the Russians, they're allies with the North Koreans. Yep. You know, he looks almost a little abashed, right? He's like looking around and he's like, ah, I guess it's on me, you know? All right, yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of enjoyed that being a moment of him just being like, I have skills that you don't yeah. know about. Uh, no, it's such and good, they're not great, right? He it, so great. calls yeah. him my dumpling at one yeah. point. Which it's so I good. Laughed at, but he's like, I got to get back to my base, and he's like, This is your home now. Yep. Which is just, Welcome. I love it. I love it. And he gets his name, and he's like, What's your name? And he's like, Oh, here's my name, and I'm, and he's like, Whatever. Uh, <laughs> let's, yeah. let's move. Let's move on. So that's really great, um, and and it leads into another scene, which is a Danny. Um, volunteers he's like please let look this mission where you're probably going to die let me do it i'm the one you should go and it's so again with the head fakes with this show this is the melodramatic moment where the character who is bad and is one of our supporting characters and has done lots of bad things is going to step forward and say i will sacrifice myself so that you main character don't need to and and he admits it was me, Ed, which is like, are you going to tell it, talk about yep, Karen? That's exactly what <laughs> nope. I thought. And that was another head fake because I thought he was going to tell him that. Yeah, I, I know. he was going to be like, I'm like, why? what would this get you right now? Like, <laughs> no, it was like, I did the drill thing and all that. So please, I have to do this. And it is just setting you up for that moment of like, oh, this is how they get rid of Danny, is that he sacrifices himself to save Kelly. And Ed says, are you crazy? I'm never going to let you, who is now even bigger, a bigger screw up than I thought you were, try to uh, save my daughter. And uh, that's not going to happen. And when this is all over, there's going to be a reckoning, uh, which there is. We'll get to it. Yeah. I thought there was was one moment in here that I thought was a little... Or one thing that sort of thread throughout the season that I thought was a little interesting, which is they never really point out. It, it, we remember from last season that Danny and Kelly are like close friends; they grew up together, et cetera. And like right. their relationship is almost non-existent in this episode. There's one bit in this scene where he, she's like, "Oh, Danny, you can't," you know, when when he's like, "I'm going to stay," and she's like, "You can't do that, right?" And it's well, like, other than that, they didn't really grow up together because it was after Shane died, and so I think that there was some distance there. Right, but they, like they hung out together. Yeah, sure. We had scenes they where they were hanging out together, and they know they each other. And she's in the back of that truck like drinking a, beer last season. That's yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I kind of felt like we never really. There just wasn't room for it. No, I think they, in, in many ways, but it, it did feel a little bit like, oh wait, you guys know each other pretty well too. You know? Yeah. Um, Margot gives a pep talk that's great. Quotes Gene Kranz, future is ours to fight for and win. And then hands it off to Alita and walks out. And Margot is knowing this is like her 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 end. of, And the, the FBI is closing in. She goes to her office and plays the piano. Um, they put they put Kelly in Alexi's spacesuit, which is nice. He'd be very proud. 
He would have wanted this. I like the it's I like the sweet. doctor so much more. Like I, you know, yeah. we, we thought a couple episodes ago he was going to be super evil, and it's like no, no he's a kindly, a kindly Russian doctor. Yeah, no, everybody's kind of gotten over all the BS of back on Earth, and they're just working as a as a crew and as a team. Um, she gets strapped to the top of the thing. I'm thinking about my career choices. Uh, and we get the taut scene where they lift off and they do they have enough fuel and then she has to get over there and then and in a scene that I think shows the limitations of their budget, we see her with the uh the airlock basically reflected in her her visor, um, and then cut to the radio saying, We got her, because they didn't want to do a, you know, zero G capture scene, which is a little too mm-hmm. bad because that would have been very dramatic, but they're like, Well, we got her. The point's been made. Yeah. And um Ed goes down and he goes down hard. And I think it's very effective where, you know, despite all of all of Molly's advice, um, the, uh, you know, I assumed that they were going to kill Ed. Yeah, well, we, we went into this thinking, as we've talked about earlier in the season, like, well, your cast is getting up there and you're doing time jumps. And like, how long can you keep spinning out these guys? Like, Ed will be in his 70s. Yeah. How, how do you, you have know? Joel Kinnaman in season four? So... You got obviously going to kill him off here, and so in this moment, it's very effective. It's like you know, look, Ed did everything he could, and he goes down hard, and you're like, well, that's it for Ed. It's not. He or survives. I love that scene where the the cosmonauts driving up, and he just like, of course, Ed is just striding out, walking, like damaged thing, and the cosmonaut just starts cracking. He's like, yeah, of course, of course, of he lived. Yeah, of course, course. Guy, of course, he's killed this man walking away from it's like the a Terminator. Uh, Kelly and her baby are on Phoenix. They the reckoning for Danny is that they're going to make him eat canned food at the North I Korean ship it. in it's space so jail. Weird, so weird. And he has his, like, his picture we'll, of his we'll wife and for you. child yep. taped up just like the guy, and he's just eating stuff out of the plastic tubs instead of the metal cans. There. But it's like a it's like a Robinson Crusoe space or jail. Something. I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah, weird, weird, weird choice. I kind of, I kind of like it because it's so strange. But it's such a strange choice. It's like well, it's you like, will stay here by yourself now and think about what you have done. And you kind of know he's like, well, we we can't trust you or work with you yeah. at this point. You know, like nobody nobody's sticking up. There's well, nobody left to stick up for you. And you're self so self loathing that you tried to kill yourself essentially by volunteering for that miss- mission. So we're gonna yeah. not have you near our near us where you could make you could endanger us for now. Um, and the I swear I'm gonna get to the other plot point, but I, I just want to kind of play out the the space part of this. Um, there's a toward the end. There's a voiceover about the Mayflower and overcoming adversity and being pioneers <laughs> and a very nice shot of the Korean astronaut um, playing a video back of his wife who is, was watching longingly in that picture all that time. And now she sent him a video message. So obviously Gorbachev did his thing and it's all good now. And I did, I did have yeah. a question about the Mayflower thing, which rang a little bit like the Jamestown yeah. speech last week. I was like, guys, stop, maybe stop using the, <laughs> I understand what you're going for with the like people venturing out to new worlds. And yeah. Whatever, except there's like, no Martians. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I get, I get. Yeah, it. Also, exactly. I thought Again, Mayflower guess, was a, just, you know. a little bit of a weird choice uh, versus Jamestown. I thought Jamestown was a better choice in a way because it was so disastrous. Um, right. But yeah, you could have also done, I don't know, Shackleton. Except the the point they're trying to make is the people came and they stayed. But um, yeah. tough to find the historical comps. Okay, we have to rewind now because if you're asking yourself, hey, what was the deal with that Jimmy and the saboteurs plot? Oh, Jimmy. Well, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. I, I literally, when it happened, when 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 we first see Jimmy, my notes say, "Are you kidding me? We're doing Jimmy and the saboteurs again." 
they're like, ah. Oh. It's a, by the way, terrible band. <laughs> Jimmy and the Saboteurs. All eyes are on <laughs> yeah. NASA. It's a corrupt institution. We're going to change the world. I, I would say that what they're saying is ridiculous, but the people with the weird, ridiculous conspiracy theories, they really exist. So, Oh, yeah. Well, and we they, all know that now. And they could be very dangerous. So I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, Jimmy's super nervous, and I keep rooting for Jimmy to do the right thing. And he does I, ultimately, but a does. little too late. I had this moment where he's sitting in NASA, right? Like, and he's looking at that door and he's trying to figure out what he's going to do. And my notes just say, Jimmy, consult the vending machine. Yeah. Yeah. I had that moment too. It's like, <laughs> oh, Jimmy, do the right thing. The vending machine knows what you should do. Get get a snack at the get vending a Snickers. machine, a little yeah. blood sugar. You're going to realize you need to do the right thing. But you know what? Jimmy doesn't consult the NASA vending machine until it is too late. Uh, so. The, turns out the beardy conspiracy theorist, who I believe is the former Jamestown astronaut. Who, yes, he's the who, Marine. Who, who literally yeah. said, it's got to be a conspiracy because they wouldn't have died like that. Which is so perfect in a way because it's so, it sounds it informed, but is actually very yeah, stupid. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And and I had another moment here where, so Jimmy goes back outside yeah. and he like opens the back and sees, I think that he sees guns. Of yeah, there's long guns, long guns in the car, right? Yeah. And then he's like, he does the classic stupid horror movie thing where he's like, let me go around the corner and make a call on my phone. I was like, no, Jimmy, go further away. Yeah. Go to, you gotta get, yeah. you gotta get way further away. Cause you're going to, and of course he gets trapped and pistol whipped in the face. Yeah. Yeah. He calls Amber, uh, which is enough to get Karen alerted, but, uh, he gets, he, I think there's something going down. Sorry, Jimmy, you get knocked out. Um, oh, I should mention, uh, Sergey and his family got out. So he, Safe. uh, they're he in makes, Rammstein. Yeah, Rammstein Air, Air, Air Base, and they're going to be in, in the U.S. by the end of the week. Looking forward to living in America. Uh, it's going to be an adjustment living in a new place, he says. Hmm. And, and, and Margot is like, yes, I will also be adjusting to life in the Gray Bar Hotel. But yes, yes. maybe we'll see each other, uh, she thinks to herself. I do. I do have this moment of wondering, you know, the fact that she is about, you know, in this scene anyways, we think she's going to be outed as a traitor, yes. as essentially a Russian asset. She is basically convinced, as you might recall a couple of weeks ago, her buddy, who is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, to like spend all this political capital to get Sergei. Black helicopters like, go into the Soviet lifted. Union. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, but if she's outed as a Russian spy, isn't that going to totally torch his credibility? Like yeah. he is not going to be able to get anything done because he is he is going to be tainted and i was like well this isn't great for either of you but they kind right. of find it and run around that and we'll discuss that in a moment yeah so so amber um does call karen and says i'm really worried about jimmy and so karen goes outside looking for jimmy calls his phone and 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 beardy conspiracy guy answers so she's very concerned and she goes to the uh, security guy and says have you seen jimmy and all, all that um well they don't just have long guns back there. They have a bomb, and it blows up. <laughs> yeah, did not really think that was gonna happen. No, no. <laughs> I, with the guns, I thought they were gonna do something else, and they had a they had a, they were gonna intercept the broadcast. I guess maybe the bomb was the, like the ultimate fallback. So here's the thing: um, one of the things that for all mankind has tried to do is if not directly have things that happen in our history happen in yep. their history, they want echoes. And what yeah, so is the I, story of the 90s? It's the Oklahoma City Oklahoma bombing. City. Yeah, I totally wrote Shades of Oklahoma City because the, yeah. the scene with the facade off the building yeah. is domestic, right. I, yeah, d- domestic terrorism, 
uh, blowing up the front of the building, domestic terrorists who did it. Uh, Absolutely, that is what's going on here as they are doing the Oklahoma City uh, parallel. Now, I'm going to be that guy for a minute and say, guess what? Johnson Space Center is not a building. It where you can like if you're on the road in front of it, the all the offices and the right. mission control are in the building. It's a giant campus. Johnson Space Center is enormous. There are lots of buildings. If you take the tour, and I recommend it, it's a lot of fun. In fact, I would say if you're a fan of uh, for all mankind, sign up for the VIP tour. You actually just pay more money and you get to go to more places and you get to go in mission control, uh, and not just the viewing area that Karen was like I used to be up there. You get to go in there and then you get to go in the actual mission control. It's amazing. The restored historic Apollo mission control. It's great. But like that's in another building really far away on like up a bunch of floors. And like there is a dramatic thing happening here. You know, as you said about uh, about uh, Oklahoma City bombing, that was a very much larger building. So they are yeah. they've decided to sort of like conflate uh, all of JSC into a building so that everybody can be put in danger. And it's not like that. And so I rolled my eyes a little bit. But I guess why the, I, I get why they did it for simplification. But I just want to be that guy and say it, that's not actually how Johnson Space Center works. So that said, I had a moment when they did blow it up where I thought, well. Dan, <laughs> we did say that they were going to have to get rid of a lot of the cast because they're all aging out of the show. What if we blew up the space center and killed them all? That would get rid of them. We could just get rid of all of them then. It's just yeah, just sort of restart. Uh, I also had that moment of thinking, man, we're going to need to like reinvent Mission Control at some point too, right? Yeah. They're going to need a fancy new one that doesn't look like it's out of the '60s. Well, they've got the new budget for it now. So yeah, well, presumably so. That that that's all going to be part of the Assu- transformation. Assuming Mars doesn't get totally like uh, NASA doesn't get defunded or whatever the <laughs> Republicans in season four are trying to do. I assume they're going to do a season four. I don't know why they wouldn't. It's amazing. This, uh, yeah. Well, the 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 cliffhanger at the end here certainly suggests they yeah. feel confident about it. Right. So um so. Alita shell shocked uh, because uh, again the bombing has p- penetrated all the way to the the <laughs> mission control. Anyway, uh, Molly wakes up. Um, they uh, my my notes actually say I guess this is how they kill all the cast members. They make Johnson Space Center a small building that's next to the street. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, Mo- Molly is saving a lot of people by leading she knows them through how far this... everything is away is yeah exactly she's leading them through and i uh, my note is she's saving people but what if the vending machine <laughs> dan vending i think machine? we lost the nasa vending machine no. in this episode i think it got blown up it's gonna be a shame we have to rename the entire podcast <laughs> alita goes to margo's office um it's wrecked and the windows are blown out that's your real moment of like oh my molly keeps going back in for more people we just dis- we discover at the very end that, that she died that off she, screen she died off screen um she went away and never came back so on the way uh, back to her home planet trying to trying to get save people but it is a hero moment right where she that's a hero them, moment and, and, and they give her a sl- a slow-mo walk back with yeah, the sparks falling and everything yep and that's good, her good on her that's her hero moment i feel bad for wayne i do too because Wayne lost, lost his best friend and his wife. Yeah, Jeez. yeah, exactly right. Because because I, I think we may not see Wayne again. We may not, no. I think he was only available for that one scene anyway. Uh, he's going to need a lot of goop uh, goo balls or whatever they are. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of goo. Poor balls. Wayne. Poor Wayne. Also, also uh, the uh, the the coming full circle here was we had Sam die in the first episode. Remember in the elevator on the yeah. hotel, and now uh, Karen has died now, in K- a Karen a terrible accident crushed, slash attack crushed by space center. 
Um, although Jim, like Jimmy finds her and, and she looks up at the sky and she dies. Um, Danielle has to break the news back on Mars, by the way, at one point that Karen was there. Um, uh, we, we see Alita at the bomb site after in the aftermath with her husband and child. So there's the implication maybe there that they, that, that they are patch things up, patching things up or something. It's like, it's just shorthand and it's to be determined. Although not. Not anything about her dad, which makes me wonder if that plot line is going anywhere else. Because we're jumping ten years well, in the she, future, I don't she's know. She's presumably going to be running NASA, and therefore yes. uh, can pay for his his well, full time care. And in, in that aftermath, right, like or right before this happens, when Margot gives her speech, she kind of turns things over to Alita, obviously as yeah. the you know flight director or whatever. But like, it's also the symbolic passing of the torch exactly. right we can kind of tell it's like alita you're next in line yeah ex- exactly um in a, in an amazing scene i've talked about some of the other references in this episode here's another one it's a reference to goodfellas because it's a suburban street and a man in a robe comes out to pick up the newspaper it's sergey <laughs> <laughs> just like Henry Hill at the end of Goodfellas. Spoilers for the end of Goodfellas. It goes in the witness mm-hmm. protection program. Uh, and he's reading the newspaper. The newspaper says that they are they have built a new space center and they've named it for fallen hero Molly Cobb. So we know she's dead, mm-hmm. also a hero. And then and uh, who cares about you, Lyndon Johnson? It's now the Molly Cobb Space Center. So good for her. Maybe the building is. Who knows? I don't know. It's on a newspaper. You can freeze frame it and see what's in there. And they're not going to put it on the street this time. Which brings us to Radiohead. Head. And that moment where they start playing, 2003 comes up and they're playing everything it's right in its right place by Radiohead. And I think, I love this show so much that they take us into the future with a, a, a needle drop of uh, a, an appropriate song. And I wonder what they're going to show us. And the answer is a, a person ha- knocks off the, the their alarm clock, gets up, opens the curtains to reveal basically the Kremlin. Mos- Moscow, yep. <laughs> and it's Margot. Margot. <gasps> I that's a good reveal, I had to say. Oh, yeah. I, I think, you know, clearly the show wants us to think she's dead. Yeah. This raises a question for me. Does everybody else think she's dead? Yeah. <laughs> because that's one heck of a way of getting out of ever, you know, basically if she essentially not faked her death, but like well, there's yeah. an explosion. Lots of people died. We couldn't account for everybody. We know she was in there, and she just disappeared. So I guess yeah. she's dead. Uh, that's interesting. Is she working for the Russian space program? I don't know. I don't Does know. Does this mean Sergei is like kind of maybe he his reputation isn't ruined because she's dead, <laughs> but she was still being investigated, so it's still not great. Yeah, uh, it, it's, I don't know. It's fascinating and totally unnecessary and yet they've decided that this is going to be a story that continues which i think is amazing um but it's such a great twist in that it is they played fair i think they played fair they they she gets the offer to be spirited away we see her playing the piano and then she's not in her office and that's all we get that's all we get, right? So she says goodbye and goes and plays the piano, and then there's a bomb and she's not in her office. And like the implication when you're watching it is that she was playing the piano and the bomb went off and she died. However, this last scene makes you think, oh, she said goodbye and played the piano until the Russians came to take her away, didn't she? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I'm fascinated. And I just don't, I mean, so she's still. I think this tells me that if there is indeed a next season, uh, which we are assuming there will be, um, 
that she is still a, a very important character uh, in the next season. The fact that she is the person that we see as our Oh, good news. Uh, entry. It, it, it has been officially renewed. Oh, it has for been, season I thought four, it had been renewed. So. You know what? I had that in the back of my head, and I just wasn't yeah. sure. I can't imagine. Um, I mean, I just can't imagine. It's so good. I kind of wondered. It had been so long, Jason, since I'd seen the end of season two and the flash forward there. Right. That it made me wonder when we saw at the beginning of this episode, the Koreans land. I was like, wait, was it all a head fake? Yeah, and like, okay. that was the Koreans landing? So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. That That is the funny thing about it is the grunge playing and you see a boot on Mars. That shot where they do the same camera move to show the guy, the Korean astronaut, stepping on the surface of Mars yeah. is the shot. That, yeah, okay. that was the show. Was. That was sure. the show saying, uh, you thought you saw the the step, but this is the step. Here in episode right. 10, we're gonna actually show you who was the first person on Mars. It's not who you thought. And again, it's just it's just a little thing, but it's absolutely they wanted to have that same kind of like fast camera move and everything. So you, and, and the and the that one step so that they could say, see. That's what we showed you last season in the season yeah. finale. Yep. While Grunge was playing, the while Nirvana was so, playing. Which it. makes me wonder, again, what is kind of the head fake happening? Or, or how is Margot's relevant? What is the state of affairs right. between Russia and the U.S. in all, 2003? All I know is there's a building with Lenin painted on it. Lenin so, on it, yeah. So like, I guess the Soviet Union's still going concern. I, I, I guess. Unless, I had a moment where I was like, is she on Mars? And I was like, no, she's in Moscow. Yeah, so, right. But... Um, yeah, I did so, think it was going to be Mars when they did the alarm clock and they were going to open the window and it was going to be like a Mars colony, you yeah. know, eight years later or whatever. Nope. Good, good trick. So Stranger in a Strange Land is this episode. Uh, interesting that they end the season with the people down on the surface um, mm. and not uh, going home. That's right. so really been, interesting. Uh, and and I wonder... Yeah, I mean, the thing that we didn't... I think we touched on this, but didn't... I don't remember if we spelled it out, that, like, they're all... They have to wait, what, like, uh, two years year or something? Half, or a year, 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 and, year and, and a half before their, somebody comes to get them. For their ride. I... Okay, so... So, I don't know what's going to happen, obviously, next season. We In fact, we just had to look up that they're doing it. Um, I wonder if they might do something where they start with some time jumps. I wonder, mm-hmm. it, looking at what they did this season, I wonder if they might want to do like an episode which starts with the people who are on the surface in this episode and then shows them like the new people coming to Mars and like like maybe even in just episode one or in I the think, first couple episodes, I'm, kind of like get us get us to 2003 instead I, of just I starting in 2003. Think- I think what we're going to see is, you know, they've shown us the last two seasons. We're going to get our news montages at the beginning of next season, which show us probably what happened. Hey, all the Mirage astronauts came home after two years, you know, and and they were heroes and blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm not sure how much time we'll get live with them, but I think we might get, you know, fast forward to 2001 or something and then jump a couple years or something. Right, because I think that's the question also about what next season is, because we didn't get that moment. And I'm curious, is next season about colonizing Mars, or is it about something else, right? Is it about further, outer planets, some outer planet kind of thing? Well, okay, so among the threads this season, Dev and Helios and the Helium 3, 
there's a lot of money to be made. Maybe this is Dev's plot thread if he comes back next season is asteroid mining and stuff like that. Because there's a lot of really valuable material. And if you can get to and from space, there's a lot of incredibly valuable stuff out there. Plus, you can start making things in space, uh, Mm -hmm. which is a lot cheaper than making them on Earth's gravity well and having to fire them up into space. So they might go that path, which is like asteroid mining and things like that. I do wonder, two things. I wonder if there's a... um, if there's an outer planet kind of thing where they're going to are they going to try to go to Jupiter or something like that and like uh, land on Europa um i also keep asking myself would they ever do something weirder like i i wondered if they might discover life on mars like just yeah. in the water um something that would really change their perspective in a you know, plausible but science fictional kind of way. Uh, I doubt they, it. They I don't think team, that's that show. But they, I, the further they go into the future of this alternate timeline, I start to wonder. They they teed that up a little bit, right? Because Kelly wanted to run tests on the water, right? And she wasn't allowed to. So maybe maybe that's sort of a thread that's still hanging out there is is being like, well, turned out there was water on Mars the whole time. <laughs> there was there was life in the water, and and we now we've drank it. Now we're Martians. I don't know. Oh, that's just doc- it's a Doctor Who episode you're describing there, but that's okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sure. You know. Hey, it's a good Doctor. Yeah. You know, play the play the hits. The waters of Mars. I love that episode. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I, I. I. What can I say? I mean, I don't know how you feel about this season. I thought this was great. I. Re- I was reminded. I enjoyed it a lot. I, yeah. I watched a TV critic uh, on Twitter was talking about it and saying like. The thing, funny thing about For All Mankind is the things that it does well, it does incredibly well. And then there are some things that it doesn't do so well. And it's like, yeah, the old age makeup is is kind of lame. Uh, <laughs> and there's some other things like that where you're like, oh, come on, For All Mankind. Uh, like the 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 Danny uh, storyline uh, was really frustrating. I think maybe had some redeeming moments later in the season, but not enough. Um, but the high points, the, the things that it does well are it does so well. It's a real shame that this show isn't more buzzworthy, more of a hit with people because it just, it it's really good and more people should know about it. And the, the they, you know, every season has been solid, which is another thing that I, I'm impressed by. They, they take big swings and they don't always hit, get a hit, but they do more often than they don't. Yeah, no, I agree. I think for me, this season did a really nice job. And yeah, there are a couple plot lines that were a little overblown. We discussed a lot of the Danny stuff, right? You know, that was, they, they, they were going in direction with it and they wanted to get to that point and they needed to do a lot of stuff in the interim that would get you there. And a lot of that was kind of, uh, there was some, there was melodramatic at the, at the best. But I sure. think, I think a lot of the stuff in between that, there are some great payoffs you know, I thought the the accident with the drill and how the like disasters in space, right? Like if you just retitle this oh, show, man. disasters in space. I so many like good, so many good disasters in space and just on, watch on Mars, and yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, so that, I mean, I I think it overall it landed to me. I'm kind of curious with where all the various characters techni- have ended up. Technically, it took yeah. off in this episode more than it landed, but I get your point. <laughs> Fair, fair, touche. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I don't know where they go. That's the, that's the other beauty of it, right? Is with the time jumps sort of built into. It. It's like I don't know what this show is next time. I mean, I'm pretty sure Alita will be in it, and um, beyond that, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know what they're gonna choose to do. We know that Karen won't be in it, um, but yeah. Joel Kinnaman might be. I don't know. Old. Right. They're gonna have to put him in like the real old old man makeup for the. If they if oh, he appears one, at all, maybe he's just one of those guys who just doesn't age very much, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it says magic space water. That yeah, he's a Mars Paul Rudd. Water. He's Paul Rudd. Yeah, 
Uh, I, yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I'm shocked, but I mean, he is the sort of leading cast member too, he so is. I can understand why they want to keep him around. But it does seem like maybe we need to figure out this is an ensemble and sort of, you know, they've gen- slowly yeah. been shifting. But yeah, well, they killed off a guess. lot of people, so they're going to have to introduce some new they people, and that's people. that's all for the. That's all for the best. Oh, by the way, before we go, I have one other little note, which is I freeze framed that newspaper that uh, that Sergey is reading, um, the 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 Henry Hill <laughs> Times about Molly, and one of the things it mentions is that Molly's health problems stem from the moment where she saved Wubbo. <gasps> Wubbo. Wubbo's Good name old. is on that newspaper, so that's that has been your Wubbo watch for season three. Good old Wubbo, how I hate him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we we never we never really learned the fate of Wubbo, I think, but it doesn't matter. We I Molly have to say, out I think I sent this I sent this to you a while back, but uh, uh, there was a Reddit thread in which somebody linked to our podcast, and somebody said, "Man, they really dunked on Wubbo." <laughs> yeah, we got we got him. Take that, Wubbo. It's just a uh, he was just a guy. <laughs> he was just a guy. I do I was going to say the um, yeah the the other. I'm really interested to see what the plot line is for Ellen too, because I feel like sure. That's a there's a sea change, you know. Stuff is happening. Uh, you know, we have now have a president in this reality who comes out as homosexual. Like that's going to be a big yeah. deal. That's going to influence some stuff. She presumably will be she's a, an, a gay former president and right, astronaut. And now she's an an ex president, which also raises a question because ex presidents often, you know, they kind of a lot of times sort of fade away, go off into their private lives, or, or they whatever, go do public service again, and stuff. Yeah, it's public service. Right? Does she somehow is doing something with now? Is she going to? Maybe she and Pam will move to Mars. And she can, yeah. yeah, she she could she uh, could uh, do some space things. So that's why I keep wondering if there's going to be a Mars colony and if there are going to be some interesting characters who are on the Mars colony. Um, I don't know. The, the it's all there to to play for. I'm looking forward yep. to it. But we have to wait a year. So that's just how it is with TV these days. Indeed. All right. Well, Dan, it's been a pleasure talking about the NASA vending machine that did not appear. And all of For All Mankind with you. So maybe next, maybe they'll have vending machines on Mars next season. How about that? Somebody needs to get the needs to get the food from somewhere. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, uh, thanks to everybody out there for listening. And as as uh, Margot Madison would say, dos vidanya. <laughs> dos vidanya, Jason. <laughs>